And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can listen to every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I know I sure did. Uh, it's getting closer and closer. I can feel it when sports are going to be coming up. But uh, I wanted to play back an interview that I had, a great interview that on the show with Eddie Radosevich, who covers Oklahoma. And uh, mainly having him on was great because we got to talk about Arkansas and Oklahoma and the new basketball series, but also kind of get into some college football talk and college basketball, how things are going to be going, maybe the outlook and how things will be looking forward to. Uh, in the world of sports in the fall, will football be happening? It was a really great conversation, so uh, I really look forward to sharing it with you, and it's great. He's a great guy, so I know that there's probably not a lot of Oklahoma fans on here, but I would strongly recommend giving him a follow on Twitter. He's really great and uh, very interactive as well. So without further ado, let's jump into our interview with Eddie Radosevich out of Norman, Oklahoma. Eddie, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, my man. How you doing? Gentlemen, good afternoon. Doing well. It's... uh been a weird couple of months, but hopefully a little bit of normalcy returning to uh, our daily lives and uh, maybe football on the other side, but uh, excited about the news today. Yeah, and, and well, let me just start right there. What was your reaction to that? I mean, is it something you get really excited for? Was it kind of just, uh, whatever? I mean, what was your reaction? <laughs> I guess I got as excited as you could possibly get about a game that's going to be played, or I guess we think is going to be played uh, here in, what, I guess that'd be eight months from now. Uh, six, uh, seven months from now, but uh, you know, I think that the first thing that kind of popped into my brain and something that uh, we talked about here in Oklahoma this morning was the fact that I don't know why Oklahoma and Arkansas don't play more. I, I think that uh, it's something that both fan bases would enjoy. Obviously, uh, kind of a meeting point in Tulsa would certainly uh, it, it's good for basketball, but uh, you know, I, I think a home and home in football, and certainly they uh, they what they play in baseball uh, down in Houston in the Shriners. Classic uh, earlier in the year, and then we're supposed to play the uh, return game up in Oklahoma City at the Brick. But I think it's two schools that should have some type of relationship. I don't know why it's been so long uh, since they've met on the hardwood and uh, the football field. Eddie, something I've always wondered about. We know how important Oklahoma football is and how it's a priority. How do fans actually feel about basketball at Oklahoma? <laughs> That's a good question. I, you know, I, I think that it's probably one of those things that. Uh, when Buddy Hield is around and they're playing uh, well and going to Final Fours, uh, competing for league titles, uh, there's a lot of people that really enjoy it. And then uh, when you have an up and down year like they did this year, uh, even though they were finished, they were picked to finish eighth and then ended up finishing third in the conference. Um, I would say unhappy, unsatisfied. I think that there's a lot of Oklahoma fans that view the uh, the basketball program uh, in in closer vein to. Uh, the football where every loss is uh, put under a microscope, uh, something that I'm sure that you guys are familiar with with Arkansas. So um, it's a good basketball program, though. I, I certainly would say a top 25 basketball program. And, you know, I, I think that uh, their history and, uh, you know, I guess you could say uh, somewhat success in the regular season and, and, you know, making an NCAA tournament every year uh, under Long Kruger outside of one, it's been pretty positive. So uh, I would say. You know, people are excited. Uh, they, they'll have seventy percent of the returning scores coming back, uh, minus Jabal the enemy. But you know, I think that they really hope that Brady Manick and uh, Austin Reeves, uh, two of their top scores returning, uh, can kind of be centerpieces on that basketball team next year. And uh, they hope that you know a guy like a Devion Harmon, who was a rival one fifty guy, 
coming in out of high school, uh, makes a little bit bigger jump than uh, maybe he did as a freshman. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly think that that is probably, you know, I guess inside baseball here, but probably one of the reasons why Jamal Bienemy ended up transferring is uh, because they want Bienemy, I mean, uh, excuse me, Harmon, uh, to be more of the one and be the point guard. So I, I think there's some uh, reason for optimism next year that Oklahoma can, uh, I, I, you know, obviously they were going to be probably in the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, but certainly, I would say middle of the pack next year going into uh, Big 12 uh, or into the season, I guess. Eddie, you mentioned why you don't what the question about Arkansas and Oklahoma not playing so much, and that's something we also discussed too. Now in basketball, they've had quite a few meetings over the past few years. I remember Blake Griffin in Oklahoma coming to Fayetteville. I remember Rodney Clark and being from yep. Oklahoma went over into Norman too. That seemed like there was a lot of back and forth. Even in baseball, there's been a few meetings there, but football. They have not met in the regular season. I believe we had a guest on Danny West earlier. It said that like since the 20s, and the last time that they met in a bowl game was in the early 2000s in the Cotton Bowl in one of the coldest and most miserable games ever where Oklahoma won 10-3. to I know that Oklahoma is a powerhouse in football, and they probably have a lot of different programs that want to go up against them. But why is it that Arkansas and Oklahoma have gone so long without playing each other in a regular season when they're so close in proximity? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, and it's insane to me. Somebody threw that out there on Twitter to me this morning that uh, the last time Oklahoma and Arkansas played in the regular season was 1926. Uh, the last three times they've played was 78 and 87 in the Orange Bowl, obviously, and then 2002 in the Cotton. And uh, I have no idea. I, I, it's a great question. Uh, I know that Oklahoma fans certainly wouldn't be against it, and you know anybody that's been to Fayetteville knows that'd be a fun trip, easy trip. Uh, outside of probably Baker Mayfield would probably agree with that. <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, I, I really don't know why. And I think that it's something that, you know, I, I don't know what Arkansas's non-conference schedule looks like over the next couple of years. And I know Oklahoma is already pretty packed, but who knows? Maybe in a uh, under a coronavirus uh, scheduling, if they have to go regional, might as well throw the Razorbacks on there. And I, I think that'd be kind of fun and uh, that too, that it, it's almost ironic. Oh, I think Oklahoma's going to probably start two native Arkansas kids on uh, on offense and defense next year, one on each side with uh, with Trey Norwood obviously returning from injury in the secondary next year for Oklahoma, and then uh, there's like a lot of thoughts that uh, Hamden, Arkansas's own Stacey Wilkins will probably uh, get the nod at left tackle, or I think that there's a lot of people that hope he's the guy at left tackle of the future for Oklahoma after a redshirt freshman year. So kind of ironic that that's the way it goes, but, you know, it is funny that, uh, and I guess just flat-out shocking that they haven't played since 1926 in the regular season. And, Eddie, I know um, you talked a bit about the basketball team and not necessarily expecting them to be as good next year, but uh, they have had some big-time players in the past, and Buddy Hill, Blake Griffin. Who's the biggest recruit that's on this current team right now? Uh, I'd probably think Debbie on Harmon. Uh, I, I think he was ranked, I want to say, top 40 coming out of high school. I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, you know, certainly was a guy. He had some family ties back into Oklahoma City, a uh, kid out of uh, Denton Geyer, not too far off uh, down in uh, Denton, Texas. So um, I would say that he is probably uh, the number one guy for Oklahoma and moving forward. Kind of, I, I think, the point guard of their future, uh, certainly, uh, over the next couple seasons, and you know they're flanked by uh, pretty good ball players as well with Brady Manick and uh, Austin Reeves had a little bit of an up and down year as a junior after sitting out after transferring from Wichita State, but uh, you know obviously had the big ga- uh, 
game in their in their final regular season game. I guess it was the final regular season uh, or the final game of the season uh, in uh, Fort Worth, and yeah, I think he put up 45, including their final shot at the buzzer to give them the win. So um, I, they feel like they have a pretty good squad coming into next year, and uh, you know, I, I certainly think that it'll be fun once uh, they get up to the BOK. And the BOK Center is maybe one of the nicer arenas. I guess it is behind the Chesapeake, the nicest arena that we have in the state, and uh, they hosted. I want to say a year ago, even an NCAA tournament first and second round. So it's a uh, it's going to be a fun fun thing to uh, get together, and uh, should be a fun time in Tulsa. We'll continue our conversation with Eddie Radosevich here in just a second. But Fost, I'm I'm trying to get back in shape. I'm trying to make sure that with the coronavirus and all that that's going on, I, I've taken a little bit of a step back, and I need to get back into it. And it's not just about working out, but it's about eating right. And sometimes I don't have time to cook, but that's why there's something called Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. For those of you that want to start getting back into working out, but maybe you don't have time with everything being so crazy, Built Bar is perfect for you. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have 16 different amazing flavors, eight chocolate and nut flavors, as well as eight chocolate and nut-free nut flavors, just depending on what you like. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. And it's also great for everyone that's being health conscious. You can lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, and bars are all low-calorie, low-sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're great. Listen, I like to eat these things because not only do they make it easy on me going to the gym, but also if I want a snack, I don't go to the chips. I don't go to the unhealthy stuff. I go for these. They have the peanut butter brownie, which is personally my favorite. It's got 20 grams of protein and only 170 calories. And here's the best thing about it. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get $10 off of your first order. It is fantastic. I promise you will not regret it. It's so phenomenal. I'm working out. I'm gaining weight in the right way, not the wrong way, and it's all due to Built Bar. So head over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Now, Eddie, I don't want to bring up any bad memories or anything like that with uh, Oklahoma because most people would love to be in the position they're in as a football program. But going to the college football playoff, it has not been very kind to them <laughs> so far. Uh, they've been four times and uh, have yet to really come out on top in those games. So just looking back on some of those matchups, and obviously with the program that Oklahoma has built and with Lincoln Riley doing a great job over there, what's the missing piece for them getting to that next level? Because they're always going to be there. We know the Heisman Trophy winners that they had with Baker and Kyler. We know that they've had some really great teams and have done some really great things in the Big 12. But what is what is the missing piece for them to get over that hump and get to that national championship game and possibly even win one? Yeah, it's fairly easy. Uh, I, I, elite players on the defensive side of the football, uh, kind of what everybody else in the world of college football is looking for. Uh, they've certainly been able to have an offense over the last, uh, you know, I, I, you can say, I guess, 20 years, and even going back all the way to Bob, but uh, certainly in the last five years with uh, Lincoln Riley taking over offensive play calling and then obviously as head coach and uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of people that feel like the 2017 year is the one that got away with Baker his final year at Oklahoma. They go out and get beaten double overtime in uh, the Rose Bowl by Georgia. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably the one that has circled the most. I think that a lot of people kind of look at last year as 
uh, I don't want to say lucky because it certainly wasn't lucky, but they 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 took advantage of probably uh, a little bit of an easier schedule. Obviously, with the Oklahoma uh, logo on the side of the helmet. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to roundabout say is that they probably shouldn't have been a college football playoff team a year ago. Um, but at the same time, uh, they were able to get through the schedule and kind of uh, landed where they were. But, you know, I think going into Alex Grinch's second season in Norman, they made a massive leap from where they were in 2018, uh, even last year defensively. Uh, I think that they feel like with the talent that they have coming in, as well as the talent that they've recruited here over the last couple of years, and some, some needs being made in uh, the JUCO ranks as well with two of the top JUCO defensive tackles and the top JUCO safety and Justin Harrington coming in next year. That They feel like the second year under Alex Grinch can be a uh, kind of a real game changer for them defensively and get back to, uh, I think, you know, what they were playing, I, I guess, in the mid-2000s. I don't know if you want to go all the way back then, but uh, at least having a defense that gives you a chance. And I, I think that that is probably the biggest thing for them right now. And, uh, you know, I think everybody would agree that year one under Alex Grinch uh, went pretty damn well. Is Lincoln Riley's system always going to make the quarterback look good? Now, I know we can even go back to Bob Stoops, but that's what we kind of think of outside of Oklahoma. I don't know if you feel the same way, but, you know, looking at that system, they always make the quarterback maybe kind of look better than he is at times. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I, I think that it definitely has something to do with the system, obviously. Uh, they were blessed, or Riley was blessed in his first year, the first couple years being able to work with Baker Mayfield for the first three, and then obviously with Kyler Murray in 2018, and, you know, I, I, or 2019, or, yeah, 2018, and I think anybody would uh, be a little surprised. I would have been, I certainly, if uh, you would have told me that Jalen Hurts was going to finish second in the Heisman uh, in 2019. So, uh, you know, they've been very blessed at the quarterback position. I don't foresee that changing uh, anytime soon. Uh, in fact, I think that there's a lot of people that feel like Spencer Rattler could end up being better than all of them uh, when it's all said and done. And they might have a five-star kid in Caleb Williams waiting in the wings as well uh, with his commitment here in the next couple of months. I think that's headed in the right direction for Oklahoma. So uh, I don't think that offensively it's ever going to be much of a problem uh, for Lincoln Riley. And, you know, kind of the funny thing is, is they're just now starting to get uh, the premier wide receiver, something that they really, you know, you look at if you want to base it off recruiting rankings that they really haven't had, uh, even going back to uh, a guy like a Sterling Shepard, who was just kind of a, a small three-star type guy, and then he goes on to get drafted. But uh, with the three five-star kids they have on campus and uh, Jane Hazelwood, who obviously won't be uh, able to play this year after sustaining an ACL injury, and Trajan Bridges and Theo Weiss, they feel like that core group could be uh, you know, really big playmakers for them here in uh, the next couple of years. And throw a guy like Austin Stalker in, and whoever plays quarterback is going to have plenty of guys to be able to throw the ball to. Yeah, it's pretty rough when you hear that name Spencer Rattler here in the state <laughs> of Arkansas, considering that uh, he, he stated he grew up a diehard Razorback fan. <laughs> and uh, now he's at Oklahoma. And also the other angle, too, is that Chad Morris, former Razorback football coach, his son is also going to Oklahoma and Chandler Morris. So there'll be a little a few connections there. The Razorback fans will be interested at the quarterback position. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I, Chandler was actually a kid that I saw play in his, I, I guess it would have been his final high school game down in uh, at Gary World in the playoffs down in Texas. And uh, certainly you can see why there were so many teams going in on him. And, uh, you know, I just don't know. And it kind of same goes with Tanner Mordecai. Just don't know if it's going to be a bad time, uh, bad timing on his part 
uh, having to sit behind Spencer Rattler and then, you know, if Caleb Williams were to join the group, uh, it would be interesting. See how it plays out, but I guess that's why they uh, make him go to practice and do everything that they do. It'll be fun to see how it all comes out. We'll finish up our interview with Eddie Radosevich, who covers Oklahoma Sooners, here in just a little bit. But first, this. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, Eddie, before we let you get out of here, man, I have to ask you, you were featured on College Game Day with Horns Up for Peace, which <laughs> is is one of the coolest and, and funniest things on social media. And if nobody's ever checked it out, be sure to type it in and, and check out uh, Eddie's deal because, you know, there's this – I know it is big in Oklahoma, but it's also a thing in Arkansas. In fact, the many times when Arkansas has beaten Texas – they always do the horns down. Houston Nutt was, uh, did it. Brandon Allen did it. Nolan Richardson did it. There, there's always been these iconic moments where the horns down has been a part of beating Texas. So your horns up for peace. What exactly is it, and what are you trying to accomplish with it? Well, I mean, <laughs> it was. Uh, it began kind of as a uh, basically a satire mocking of. Uh, what I think a lot of people have believed that the Big 12 Conference bowing to uh, the powers that be out of Austin and their constant complaining about the horns down, uh, I guess, hand signal. Uh, so I started calling it a gateway gesture, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it, putting some videos together and stuff. Um, basically, it's just a mockery of, of, of what Texas fans, uh, I don't know how to put this, seem to be. Uh, maybe the... Uh, it just seems like the Texas fan base, uh, they're easy to get to, and they're very prideful. So um, it's, it's, it's a fun way to poke fun at them without really poking fun at them, if you will. You just have to check out hornsupforpeace.org. It's, uh, that's, that's basically kind of the idea. I think you can get it after that. Yeah, because I just don't understand it, Eddie. Like, I get no, I, I, it's, I, I, I don't. It's so ridiculous. I know. And, like, and the thing about it is just the Texas fan base and the, the – Tom Herman and Sam Ewinger and all of those guys that uh, just basically complained about the entire thing was just, it was so over the top that uh, we had to have some fun with it. It was almost too good not to. Yeah, because in college football, you have those things. You know, in Florida, they do the gator chomp thing, and sometimes you'll sure. see opponents do it. And I know that fans don't like it, obviously, but they're not throwing a hissy fit about it and just thinking that it's just as, be- as bad as throwing the middle finger at somebody. Like, I just do not understand why in college football, like, listen, if you, w- if you don't want them to do the horns down, then just shut them up and beat them. I, I feel like it should be as simple as that. Well said. I think that that probably is the best way to put it without uh, getting an FCC fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at so. it now, Eddie. I like what I see. Stop hate, horns up for peace, make the pledge. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's great, Eddie. We really appreciate it, man. I know uh, that we all got a lot of stuff going on, and hopefully sports can come back where we can all have some sanity here in the sports media world. But always appreciate talking with you, man. Great stuff, and have a great week. We'll catch up with you later down the road, my man. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. I enjoyed it, and uh, y'all be well. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.